Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlow Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from Ford Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bolt, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but... But we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickheads, you could say. It's just it's, they're just there's <laughs> good racing and I enjoy it. Mm. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. Hello and thanks for joining us on this week's Inside Supercars. This week, Stephen Johnson talks about Jamie Wincup and his entourage. Cole Hitchcock discusses the promotion of V8 Supercars and... Ahead of the upcoming Dunlop Series round, we hear from Clipsal podium getters Cameron Waters and Aaron Russell. We also have EJ Viso talking about those stadium trucks. It's a big show, and after the break, we kick it off with Stephen Johnson. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to have, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Rapsdale family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Colton. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. Stephen Johnson has been brought up in the bosom of Australian touring car racing, along with V8 Supercars, of course. In this interview, he talks about being a Johnson, his thoughts on social media, and, of course, Jamie Wincup, the six-time champion. So, Stephen, last week we spoke to Jamie Wincup about how he, Craig and Roland are all pulling down the pit bays, loading the cars onto the transporter, and at the end of the weekend... Long after most of the drivers have left, he is still there working. You, of course, were normally working at the track, helping your team pack up as well. How much do you think this helps, building a team when they see you just in there doing the same work as them? Yeah, you know, you're right there. And uh, uh, it all comes down to, you know, you get some people, you get some guys that, uh, that probably think they're above being able to lift up a floor or pick up a box or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, whenever I could, I would get in and help, not only because, you know, I'm, you know, just one of the boys, but uh, also because, you know, the amount of effort that all these guys put in, um, not only for me, but for, for our family and all that sort of thing, obviously that, that whole situation for myself was a little bit different. Um, Craig and Jamie, you know, I've known those guys for a long, long time. And, um, you know, Craig's got a, as you know, an unbelievable reputation. Um, you know, I've, I've seen all the sides of Craig that it, probably most people haven't. Um, and, uh, and same with Jamie, you know. And uh, Craig's, Craig and Jamie's perception in the public are a lot different to, to each other, as in um, you know, Jamie's sort of... I guess perceived as being this very serious, arrogant style of person, but uh, I can tell you behind the scenes, you know, he's he's total opposite of that. He's one of the most fun, crazy blokes that you could ever hang out with. Uh, one of the most genuine blokes you could 
hang out with. Um, you know, him and his girlfriend and, and all of his mates, obviously, Will Davison, Andrew Thompson, um, you know, all these guys that are all part of racing, they're all part of his friendship base. And, uh, um, you know, I guess that's, that's where it's different, whereas Craig's Craig. How you see Craig at the racetrack is how you see Craig after hours. It's totally different. He keeps his, his work and his playtime and his personal time separate. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's an amazing bloke behind the scenes. But unfortunately, not, not a, a lot of people get to see that. Yeah, it, it, has, been, it has been amazing to s- still see people booing when he wins and cheering when he has problems. It, it staggers belief. Yeah, I know, and I think that's just the tall poppy syndrome, you know, like, um, and he handles it very, very well, you know, I mean, uh, it's, and it's not due to the fact that he hasn't signed an autograph for someone or what it might be, uh, it's down to the fact that he's just so successful at what he's done, and, uh, you know, I wrote a, a column for be at Supercars this week uh, on behalf of John Bauer, because, uh, John does a, a weekly column for about Supercars, and he wasn't here to report on the weekend, and um, so I did it for him. And um, you know, it's quite amazing to see some of the uh, some of the comments. Ninety ninety nine percent of them were positive, and there's a few saying that you know I'm getting paid by Triple Eight to uh, you know to talk about them, and oh here we go talking about Triple Eight again and all sort of things. But at the end of the day. Um, in the modern era, they're the most successful team and they're doing the best job. And, uh, you know, people don't like that. People don't like people that win regularly and, obviously, they want to see different winners. A lot of people want to see the underdogs win. And, uh, you know, people that aren't the underdogs, they're expected to win. So when they do win, people don't like it. But uh, when they don't win, people love it. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I think it's part of Australian sport. Um, it's all over the, you know, it's all over the place. I mean, it's, it's the same, or if not worse, when the Ashes are on. You know, between us and England, it's the same. Uh, you know, the World Cup when it was us and New Zealand. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, I think that just shows how passionate Australians are at their sport, whether they are a supporter or whether they're a supporter of the opposition. When you started, you didn't have the social media, the internet pressures that young drivers today have got. How would you have gone with internet and all the comments that would be hammering at you these days when you see... Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting time of um, you know of any sporting code, really, uh, especially for a young bloke. And, uh, you, you know, I've... I'm lucky enough that I've been brought lucky, lucky and unlucky, I guess you could call it in a way. Lucky that you know I've got an unbelievable family, and I wouldn't change it for the world, as as has a lot of people in this country and the world. But um, uh, you know, having a father who did what he did, and you know, he was a he did it all on his own, which is what I admire the most. Um, built his own cars, raced his own cars, spent his own money. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, might be saying, oh, DJ, you know, cries this and cries that for, for um, uh, you know, for money and this and that because of, you know, who's ripped him off and who hasn't, whatever. But um, he's done it all his own way. And that's that's how much different it is now uh, to what it was back then, you know. So uh, I've been brought up differently where, you know, I guess a lot tougher in a way. I've had to put up with a lot at school. I've had to put up with a lot with 
you know, Jad being dad. Um, if he was a race winner on the weekend, the Monday at school, I'd be the, you know, the most popular kid at school. If he had a crash on the weekend, I'll be the one getting uh, thrown all the abuse at. So um, when it comes down to the social media side of it, I was pretty tough, you know, but um, I can see how guys these days can get and have gotten in trouble. Uh, not so much the racing side of it, but certainly other codes, the sport, football, etc. But, um, you know, what they do, um, you know, they've just got to realise the power and, and uh, the trouble and the uh, the consequences that could come um, by doing the wrong thing on social media and where it, where it actually gets to. It's a very powerful tool and, uh, you know, it's not something I believe that you should share your whole life story in. You know, you should share little snippets here and there and uh, let a few people out there that like to follow you know just a little bit about yourself. I mean, just enough to, to keep them excited but uh, about following you, but not so much so that they know every movement in your life and uh, and can make it uh, a hassle for you. So, you know, I think there's, there's certainly balance there and they've just got to be careful on how much they share. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. And you touched on a point. Everyone, yeah. everyone knew your old man and was best mates with your old man. Oh, you know, 100%. And it's also, uh, you know, I've had that. I've had people come up to me and say, oh, you know, do you remember me? I'm Joe Bloggs from such and such. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, he goes, I went to school here. I said, oh, really? I said, oh, where'd you go? And he goes, oh, you know, I went to, you know, such and such a school. And I said, oh, actually, I went to this one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, you know, they have a bit of a laugh about it. I'm pretty straight up and down when, with that sort of stuff. And, and when we're at autograph sessions and, Dad, Dad's the opposite of me. Dad will actually turn around and he, rather than having a um, rather than having a um, a uh, you know, I guess a confrontation or a confrontation, or a discussion about someone, um, he uh, he'll just agree with them and, and go on. So Dad'll uh, Dad'll say someone come up to Dad and say, "Oh, Dick, do you remember me? I saw you six years ago at uh, you know at the Rare Spares at." at you know, Wool and Gabber or whatever it might be, you know. And um, I'd go, oh, yeah, mate, I remember. Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, I'll turn around to Dad and say, oh, okay, so um, where was that again? And what's this fellow's name? And Dad will turn around to me and say, shut up, Stephen, shut up. So it was, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. I have had a bit of a joke with him all the time about that sort of thing. And, uh, uh, you know, we have a bit of a laugh. But, um, you know, there's certainly plenty of stories that, uh, that we can share when the time comes, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thanks very much for your time today. Congratulations. Uh, great debut in Touring Car Masters. Uh, doesn't get you inkling to build one up for yourself? Oh, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to build something um, like that. It, I think it would be sensational. I think it would, uh, um, you know, have an, an awesome following and a, a very good um, support base. But, um, you know, to be able to build something up, like a, whether it be a, a Brian Burt Ford, two-door coupe or something, which would be very cool in that regard. Um, obviously, the Touring Cup Masters would be the way the, uh, uh, the year model of car goes. Um, we couldn't run an XD or an XC because they're too modern. But, um, yeah, it would be very cool. But, you know, we'll have to just see where we go in the, in the future. You might, might see us build something up in, uh, in the next few years to be able to get out there and, uh, and have a good run with those other boys. Well, Stephen, thanks very much for your time. Cheers, mate. Pleasure.
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Bates of the Cars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and we unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Cole Hitchcock is the Director of Communications for V8 Supercars. I spoke to him following the Tassie event and asked him about the series. Now regaining its digital rights, does it allow V8 Supercars to improve the promotion and and even raise revenue online? Um, Look, I think there's uh, an element of both, yeah. Um, I think it was the year before last you'll find that we we retained our own digital rights, Um, yeah, certainly it, it does uh, help us with our own destiny. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, the numbers are proof in the pudding. That, you know, even this year alone, they're up uh, something like 100, 140% on last year, this year so far. So, yeah, certainly the digital space, whether that be, uh, you know, the website, you know, social media and, and other elements, um, you know, have, have really, really boomed and blossomed um, from our perspective. So we couldn't be prouder uh, of that fact, um, again, with our... With our overall television viewers also increasing, and as you made mention of, um, our crowds increasing, you know, it's a very healthy position to be in when you compare it with others. How much has uh, the social media space changed your role as communications general manager? Um, oh, look, it's its own space, to be honest. We have our own digital team who manage a lot of that, that, that component. Um, you know, we obviously use it as a platform to attract more fans to the sport, whether they be current fans, you know, domestically or, or others, certainly internationally, um, you know, and, and uh, we've got platforms that, that, you know, we can just increase our engage, engagement more and more and more. I mean, social media is a funny beast, as we all know, you know, it attracts its, uh, its fair share of, uh, of positive, but it also attracts its fair share of negative. Um, so, but it's been able to, you know, get a lot of research from it and take views from all sides, I guess, um, of how people are feeling about things. So, it's, it's, it's an interesting tool, but it's also, you know, a necessary tool in these day and age. Uh, and again, we said that from, from the word go, particularly with Foxtel Play and Foxtel Go, you know, and uh, the ability for people to watch uh, online um, anywhere pretty much in the world, um, you know, is, is a big asset for any sport or, or any business. Um, so, you know, we're, we're already seeing great success on those, on those platforms um, of people watching it uh, domestically and internationally. So... You know, the online space is only going to get bigger and, and open up more opportunities, and that's that's exactly what we're finding. Obviously, this year there was a lot of talk about Marcus Ambrose in the championship. Your exit, your exit polling, or your polling across the weekend, have you seen anything from that yet that indicates that uh, there was any sort of backlash to Marcus's decision? Um, look, I, I think the proof's in the pudding. I think the, the viewership, uh, as we'd already spoken about, particularly on Saturday, you know, taking Sunday. Uh, a little bit out of context because of the World Cup final. I mean, I think the World Cup final had um, early, you know, about 3.2, 3.3 million viewers. So it did show that the majority of Australia were watching the World Cup. Um, you know, we had a bigger crowd at the end of the day. Um, um, so, you know, if that's, uh, 
if that's any sign, um, sure, it would have been great to have Marcus uh, there racing um, and, uh, and sort of a little bit more involved than he was in the end. But, um, you know, we're very, very happy with the outcomes, um, both up track uh, and, uh, and those watching at home. Mm. Obviously, he's one driver in, in the entire field, but were you planning on using Marcus as a, a key feature in any of the other promotions moving forward for some of the other events? Oh, it's fair to say there's a, there was always going to be an obvious focus on Marcus for, for Tasmania, and, and he participated in some of that. Um, but, um, you know, we, we use all of our drivers over the course of the year. We have a strategic plan, so we get them all involved, um, as, you, as you would, um, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of Jody Whitcup fans, there's a lot of Craig Lowndes fans, and, you know, all of our guys, um, you know, are very popular in their own right. So, you know, Marcus uh, was one of one of many drivers that, that we would use from a, from a marketing and promotional, uh, you know, um, standpoint across the entire year. But it's not as if the guy's gone. He was there in Tassie, and he's planning to get back in the car, and we look forward to when he does. Mm. Well, Cole, interesting times ahead. I hope you do get some sort of break uh, between now and when you head over to Perth for the next round. Great. Thanks, Craig. Inside Supercars continues after the break with IndyCar and Stadium Super Truck driver EJ Viso. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, thanks everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Supercars. Well, EJ Viso, how does a Venezuelan open-wheel driver end up in stadium super trucks? Well, it was pretty much an opportunity that uh, came up last year while they were starting the championship in uh, Long Beach, California. And I was uh, with my current uh, IndyCar team as an ad- as an ad- uh, supporting the team. And uh, just pretty much Robbie asked me if I wanted to drive. And uh, that's how it happened, last minute. And then... Since then, he really called my attention, and I've been driving uh, since then. It's a very exciting category. I believe things are picking up, and uh, fans and drivers and sponsors are starting uh, to really believe in the category, and it's, uh, it's for sure a fun place to be racing at. I imagine that having started at Long Beach, it was almost like uh, doing a 1,000K endurance off-road race compared to then going into a stadium. It is. You know, I believe I have a little bit of a... I'm in, in a known uh, territory every time I'm in a road course or a street course, and especially if I've been there before in an IndyCar. But when, it, when it's time to go to the stadiums or to the huge uh, dirt places, it's when uh, I realize that I still have a lot to learn because this, this is what most of the guys that race in the category do for a living. So it's a nice... Uh, Nice transition from from one track to the other. You were running for Andretti Autosport last year. What's this year got on the open wheel side? Well, in the open wheel, I'm still negotiating. There are a few opportunities that I'm working on. Uh, So far, there's nothing set in stone. But uh, as last year, I'm going to keep doing a little bit of everything. 
some endurance races, some sprint races, a little bit of uh, stadium super trucks, and keep having fun. How hard is the uh, is the marketplace at the moment for a driver who hasn't got a a full time ride? Well, there's opportunities. You just need to know where they are and look look for them. And uh, it's all about being in the right place at the right time, it's knowing the right people, and and that's it. You know, the race will come to you. You manage yourself. I've been working with a few different people in the past, but currently I, I work on my own. How difficult is that to market yourself and then keep yourself ready to jump into anything? It's definitely tough. It's not easy. You know, you you gotta be thinking twice as much as uh, you would have to be doing if you were only driving. But there's something also I also enjoy and understand. And uh, who better than me to to promote myself? What's the what's the end game for this year? Obviously, uh, uh, IndyCar ride would be number one. Yeah, I would love to go back to IndyCar. It's all relative to, to funding, relative to sponsors. And at the moment, there's a, that point is what I'm, I'm working on. In the meantime, as I said before, it's a, I'm still massaging a few opportunities, a few different seats, and whatever it will make more sense uh, when uh, it's all in black and white is what I'm going to go for. Does the compacted IndyCar season make it easier for you to take more opportunities? It does. They, yeah, it's pretty compact. All that the schedule is starting. Well, they cancel. They did cancel the first race in Brazil, but it's starting in, in San Pete. That it's also the same weekend that we're going to be racing with them in the super truck. So let's see. You know, it, it's. I don't want to say it's too early because it's not. But at this point, I'm just still negotiating with a few of the opportunities. So I really don't know which way it's going to to take in the next uh, two or three months. Well, you've obviously seen the V8 supercars before at the Gold Coast when you were running Champ Car. What do you think of Clipsal? Well, the, the, the V8 supercars have been a category that I always followed and, and admired. There's uh, three drivers that I know very well and that I have raced in the past with. With James Corney, we used to race go-karts. Will Davidson, we raced a Formula Renault together back in 2002. And Fabian Coulter was also my teammate in Formula Renault. So I've been following the category. I'm, I'm really um, really impressed with uh, what you guys do here in Australia. Sometimes we, we don't even think because it's actually, of course, too far. But when, when you, you start doing a little bit of research, who the drivers are, the accomplishment that the category and the drivers are making, and then those, those same drivers go to any of our categories, either in Europe or in the States, and they're you know, top-notch drivers, it really tells the, the level of racing that you guys have in Australia. Now you've spent a year with a roof over your head. Is that an avenue you'd like to pursue full-time and maybe do like Max Wilson, the Brazilian, did and come down here and race for a few years? I would love to. You know, Yesterday I was walking the paddock of the supercars and uh, James Corden introduced me to the team owner. and uh, He's got a few dollars. <laughs> and we are... And uh, there's a slight chance that I'm going to come and race in the last race of the year in Bathurst as a teammate for one of his uh, teammates. So I'm really looking forward to that one if it gets to happen. Um, that's a track that I've seen many times in TV and it's, it's, it's impressive. EJ, I hope you've had a great visit here and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you coming back hopefully uh, for maybe Sandown, Bathurst and the Gold Coast. Maybe before. <laughs> yeah, I would love to come. I, I believe that... Uh, 
what Australia is. It's it's just a great country. You guys are full of good energy, good things happening, and I really like being here. Every time I come here, I enjoy and have fun, and hopefully, I get to to come and run. Thanks very much. For Thank your time. you. After the break, we hear from Clipsal Dunlop Series winner, Pro Drive Racing Australia's Cameron Waters. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page, and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Cam Waters uh, finishing the Clips all weekend on equal points with Paul Dumbrell, but only get the second place trophy. Great start, but just that little bit disappointing. Yeah, we um, we had a really good weekend. We had um, obviously quickest in practice and quickest in qualifying, and uh, we kind of detuned the car a little bit for race one, but we kind of got it back a bit for race two today, and then um, we fought to the death, Paul and I, and... I would have loved to have that um, that last lap to have a crack, but um, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. So still pretty happy to walk away with a with equal on points with PD, and um, yeah, let's go to Perth and see what we can do there. Now you've had a couple of years in development series. Now, how do you look at using this year to get you where you want to be, main game? Um, well, I think last year I made a few mistakes, which probably hurt me a little bit and my reputation. So um, yeah, this year I'm going to try and cut all those mistakes out and. If I'm going to do something, do it cleanly, do it proper so I don't get any penalties and try and win that championship. And I think my pace is, is um, quick enough, so not really worrying about that, but just worrying about all those little other things. Is it the stability being with ProDrive that's going to help as well? A little bit. Like I think last year was my first year with them and they're, probably, they're an awesome team, obviously. So I learned quite a lot off them last year. So to be with them again this year, I'm just going to clean up all those little other things which... I didn't do last year, so if I can do that, I think I'll be in um, a good step for the following year. Well, great start and uh, equal leader coming out of the first round. Yeah, thank you. It's the place we want to be. Up next on Inside Supercars, it's Aaron Russell. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's crew at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself... Of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Scott Pyfe and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Aaron Russell, third place at Clipsal and it's been a, an amazing couple well, probably six months for you just the way that you've been able to get yourself regularly towards the front of the field yeah yeah it's amazing um it's been an amazing amazing year last year and a good start to the year this year you know we kind of kind of sat away from the season and rode the high for a while but then we just kind of clean slated it and decided you know this is a new year but we still carried the confidence from from last year and you know we're up in the podium again which is awesome having had the podium at Ipswich and then getting some more financial support on board how much easier has that job of selling Aaron Russell 
yeah, it's you know to have these guys plus fitness back on board has helped helped us knowing that every round we you know we're going to make the round. You know, it's it's not it's not like there's still a fear in the back of your mind if you crash the car. You know, there's there's a good chance it's going to cost you a lot of money, um, and the more money that comes out of our damage comes out of our budget for the year. So it, it just it plays a little bit of ease in my mind and. And hopefully with, we li- we've lifted our professionalism as well, you know, bringing these guys in, and, and it's just lifted our whole team. Everyone's got a buzz about them now. It's just an awesome feeling. And I would imagine that the closer you get to the front, the less trouble you can get into because most of the guys up there are well-seasoned campaigners. Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the first rounds that the car does not have one scratch on it. You know, we've kind of away not hitting one wall or anything or been involved in any carnage, so it's been... That is an awesome thing to put it in the truck straight, not have to worry about that when it's back at the workshop because I'm the one who has to work on it. So that's the best thing for me. And, and just to, to repay everyone that's helped me in the, in the past and, and the present now that just with the podium. You've got uh, quite a few years under your belt in the Dunlop series. The end game, is it Enduros or is it to get to the main game full-time? Uh, it's main game full-time. You know, we don't work as hard as we do doing the seven, seven day a weeks, you know, crazy hours just to come here and play around to do enduros. That's obviously the next step for me. Uh, I want to get get a couple of them or one of them under my belt um, and and really try and get the main game teams to realise that I can be up here and I can do it up down there and it, it's, it's a hard game to crack but I know I can do it and if I didn't believe I could I wouldn't be standing here. Tim Slade, of course, uh, got a drive with a guy who's been mentoring you a bit, Paul Morris, doing what you're doing. Or in fact, he was trailing his own car to the racetrack. Is that in the back of your mind that it just takes that one opportunity, grab it with both hands? Yeah, for sure. Um, and you look where Tim Tim's at now. I reckon he's one of the, the best drivers out there as such. And he's in an amazing opportunity now. And I think yesterday with qualifying showed what he can do. And I think teams have got to look at that and having Paul on my side is also a good thing. Um, having him in, in my head telling me that I can do this and that I deserve to be here and he knows how much work goes under this as well, you know. Having his good feedback is just the best. Mm. So what what do you do now? A break until you go to Perth? Is it looking for funding? Is it just trying to pay the bills that are already stacking up? Or what can you do between now and then to ensure you can maintain this uh, this run? Um, just take the car back and, and really strip it, prepare it properly, do everything that we did for this round, make sure we have no no mechanical failures. Now, we had a bit of an issue with the clutch, which is uh, just something that happened. You know, it was no one's fault. Um, so go away, just make sure the car's right, get some work in, try and, try and, like you said, pay the bills and everything like that and come back stronger and bigger and better. Thanks for joining us this week on Inside Supercars. Next week, we return to the roundtables as we get set to preview the Perth event of the championship. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars.